Toasty melty sandwich. Yep, that was the opening. Yes, toasty melty sandwich. I mean, I'm kind of ready to go. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm never fully ready. Ready enough. Ready enough. I'm never. I'm never fully ready. I'm usually ready by the time we're done. That's cool. You don't want to like trip and fall on your face by being overly ready. Then I'd have to like go to one of those lawyers that's like slip and fall. Yeah. Sue your employer. Yes, you. Like what? Lord, you. From Stargate SG One. He's a Goa old system lord. Now, are they in this game? No. What game? Civilization. Welcome to Cardboard, the board game podcast. I'm Don Body. And I'm Steve Davis. That's right. We are looking at civilization, but not just any civilization. Civilization, a new dawn. Yep. When looking at some research for this, I discovered there are multiple civilization board games. And we're playing one of them. One of them. The most recent one. Yeah. It's published in 2017. Yeah. And I got this probably in 2018-ish. Christmas 2017. I think I got this so uh, like a year after it came out, probably roughly. It's now this another game, another Christmas gift, is two to four players with a playtime of one to two hours, which is maybe true, but not for one us. One and a half to two and a half, I would yeah. say, at three players. Yeah. Throw in an extra hour on that. Yeah, maybe yeah. even three hours. Depends on uh, how retaliatory you want to get. And this is a board game based on the Civilization video game. Yeah, by Sid Meier. And the designer of this game is James Nifkin. K-N-I-F-F-E-N. Maybe this isn't just Civilization A New Dawn. This is Sid Meier's Civilization A New Dawn. Maybe. Every Civilization game is actually Sid Meier's Civilization 4. Anyway, that was that Interesting. Was Nothing nothing uh, in particular to add there. The video game has been around a lot longer than this board game. Uh, much, much longer. Which makes sense. Created back in 1991. Wow. That is a long time ago. Yeah. And how this game works is you take control of a civilization that existed in the real world. And is led by an individual that never dies throughout the course of this game. Even though you develop from the age of pottery... All the way up to the age of urbanization. Sorry, I was just looking up Civilization 1. Yeah, you're going to buy it. Didn't realize it was that old. Yeah, real oh, old. Look, it actually looks pretty cool. To play it, I mean, you can get I that should. notorious Gandhi going crazy thing. <laughs> yeah, doesn't Gandhi get, like, isn't he, like, the most, like, aggro? Yeah, after a while, he just starts firing off nukes or something. Something like that, yeah. And that's yeah. how that goes. Classic Gandhi. Yep. Was stops being an option. Nuke him. Hey, Devon. What? What's in that box? What's in the box? Well, this box contains the board of the game. No, it doesn't. The boards of the game. That's closer. Which is a series of hexagon boards that you connect to create a different map every game. We do love our tile-based games. Yes. And this is one of them. Hexagons, but each tile has like 10 hexagons in it. Yeah. With different terrains like mountains, desert, hills, water. Yeah, yeah. All different kinds of terrains. The thing is plains, 
mountains, deserts, hills, water, I think. Not that it matters. Doesn't matter. Cut that out. Too late. No, it's not. <laughs> Very specifically not too late. Not if they're hearing it. If they're hearing me say it's too late, it is too well, late. That gets cut out too. Cut that. <laughs> yeah, so there's different civilizations that you can pick in this game. You can play as America, Aztec, Egypt, France, Japan, Rome, Scythia, and Samaria. And Canada. And in whatever version you're looking at, Canada. I'm not looking at it. Canada. Canada, not <laughs> Canada. Yeah, so there's a bunch of different civilizations that you can play as, and they each have a special power as well as a specific setup for the start of the game. And what would that be? You have five different actions that you can take, and depending on what position they're in, from one to five, is how powerful that action will be. That's right. I forgot about that, actually. Yeah. I forgot how the game works. It's been a little while since we played. Yeah, it's fine. Hasn't been that long. Just long enough for you to forget the basic interface of the game. It's been a, a, almost a year, probably. Yes. Got it. Not sure why that was so mandatory. I can, so I can stop, like, reaching all the way over to do, like, a simple Google search. Oh. And pulling my headphones and probably clinking the microphone or something. I did not know we were Google searching in the middle of our recording. Yes, when you bring up things that I could uh, talk about, but I don't have enough information, I will look uh, them up. Just be wrong. It's Gosh. one of the reasons we have computers in front of us. We were the last generation that was ever allowed to be wrong about anything. Abuse it. Millennials? Are yeah. allowed to be wrong? Yeah, we were born pre-internet and lived a little pre-internet. So I mean, we were allowed to be wrong about things. Not anymore. Nope. Now I forget what I wanted to look up. All right, so there's five different <laughs> paths that you can follow for your civilization and develop throughout the course of the game. There's culture, economy, military, science, and industry. You can level those up by improving your science skill. You can bring your culture to other people and influence others by increasing your culture. You can upgrade your military and be the dominant power on the board. You can develop your science and launch nuclear strikes at your opponent. Or you can make your industry great and build a sprawling metropolis. And while this is going on, you're fighting off barbarians that roam the countryside, bringing trade to cities throughout the landscape, trading with your opponents, and fending them off. Uh, there are a lot of aspects to this game. A lot of things to focus on. Yeah, but it's actually quite simple because all you need to do is get the goals at the end. Yeah, I mean, as many things as there are to do, it's a pretty simple premise. Yeah, all yeah. you need to do is make a functioning civilization. Super yeah, easy. That's it. And to be the best, all you need to do is achieve those goals at the end. Now, at the start of the game, you do pick out three of those goal cards, and they each have two goals on them. For That's each right. card, you're only allowed to succeed in one of them. You only pick and get two credit. of those? Three. Three, thank you. Yeah. For a total of six options. And you have to pick one on each card if you want to win. Right. So this is the kind of game where you do have to react a lot, outthink your opponent, and be ready for whatever they're planning to do, while keeping up with what you want to do. Yeah, I mean, it's... What's funny is the premise of the game is not really set up for retaliation, but retaliation, reaction, 
to your opponent's decisions are definitely an aspect of this game. You definitely uh, need to watch what your opponents are doing and react to it, even though the best action may not be in the best spot, uh, in the best area for activation. Definitely something you need to do. Yeah. There's going to be a few times in this game where you need to take that action now, or maybe you're going to miss out on one of the goals that are the only thing that counts at the end. Uh, the action you might need to take to retaliate or prevent your opponent from gaining a key advantage might not necessarily be in the right spot, in the most advantageous place along the uh, like the tech ladder. But that might be the time to use it. Well, yeah, I mean, you might have no choice, but that's, yeah, I'm just highlighting difficulty in that choice. Yeah, so you'll build monuments, you'll start a civilization and mature your cities, all in a effort to not take over the world, but be the most successful civilization. Exactly. Well, let's talk about some of the interface. You start off with your leader character. I see that you picked out one of your favorites there, Steven. I did. Um, this is one that I tend to uh, drift toward. It's the Aztec civilization, led by Montezuma. Apologies if I pronounced that wrong. History was not my favorite subject. Uh, and he has a an ability called Legend of the Five Suns. That ability is after you reset your military focus card, meaning when you activate that card and it resets to the lowest position on the ladder, if you want at least one attack this turn, you may swap any two cards in your focus row. So two reasons I like this. The one is that I, I do tend towards the military advancements, just kind of naturally. I don't know why. I, I guess I'm... Naturally violent. Gay, naturally violent. Uh, and games have kind of... Uh, a lot of the games of this similar style do tend to focus on the military aspect, like... Sid Meier's other civilization. Well, yeah, the actual <laughs> civilization video games, which are not as focused on military, but also Age of Empires is a right. real-time strategy where this is a turn-based strategy. But yeah, I like this. And then the second reason I like this is that swapping two cards in your focus row is a great way to quickly move a card up to the top of the ladder so you can uh, get a, a great advancement real quick. Yeah, especially towards the end of the game where you might have already finished up with one of the pillars of this society. You could just bump that one back down to like one or two and then take a different action. That too, yeah, there's that for sure. This probably won't be as effective at the start of the game when you don't actually have any military power, but as you advance, this will definitely come into uh, into play. Yeah. What about yourself? I see you have a card there as well. Uh, I picked Sithika. The leader of this civilization is Tomrius. Tomrius? Tomrius. I think that's how you say it. Montezuma. Uh, <laughs> this is the people of the steppe. The power that this character has is when attacking or defending a grassland or hill space, increase your combat value by three. That's pretty nice. Yeah, so it makes the hill sections about on par with the most difficult terrains. And the grass sections are much more reasonable to defend or attack. And, I mean, that is uh, definitely helpful if you're not uh, advancing your military technology as much as others. Yeah. It so gives you, can... you an edge in defending. Yeah, it gives you an edge on defending. And then if you do need to make that attack and you have taken a sort of military route, you are outperforming others on those types of terrain. Yeah, the, any advantage you get is good. Yeah. Now, as per usual, I did select more than one. Like you um, do. As I do. Uh, and this is Egypt with the leader Cleopatra. 
uh, and uh, her power is Monument Builders. The cost of all world wonders is reduced by one for you. Uh, for me, I like this in a couple ways because it, it is a non-military uh, special ability. And I do tend to focus on the military, so I like to give myself a bit of a challenge. And then world wonders are very important. It's a, one of the key ways you win the game. One of the There are four different goal cards that have uh, world wonders on them that you need to build to win. So that's one thing. They're very important. And two, they actually give you good advancements um, during the game. So uh, good, good power-ups. So that is something I definitely enjoy. Yeah, it's definitely a leader that will put you out ahead early. If, if you manage to capture those world wonders, you can build them a little easier than the other players who might still be building up resources by the time you're ready to get them. On a side note, we could have done we could have done favorite world wonders because these come with uh, different uh, uh, power ups. Yeah. Well, we still can't because we've already started recording, and that's not how recording works. You're not how recording works. No, computer's doing it. That's right. Yeah, so this is a really fun game to play with a few different people. You get to see how they're going to go about building their civilization and sort of get to see more of how the game works versus just a smaller group. Like, if you're playing one-on-one, -on -one, you aren't really going to end up seeing not even half of the game. I think I know what you mean. Yes, I agree. Yeah, so as Steven was saying before, there are very interesting wonder cards. Oh, I thought you picked one out. Oh, yeah, yeah, here we go, yeah, we have some very interesting wonder cards here. Uh, I mean, for instance, if you get the Ruhr Valley, the modern wonder, when defending, increase your combat value by five. So imagine combining that with, for instance, the power from Scythia, which is increasing your defending power by three when you're on hills, I think it was. Yep. Um, defense and Could you imagine in increasing your defense by eight? Yeah. Right, or... Um, devastating. Or uh, if you get the Forbidden City, at the start of your turn, you may destroy one rival control token that is adjacent to a friendly space. Imagine at the start of every turn just destroying a token on your enemy's side. Yeah. Definitely even more helpful in later rounds where a lot of your space might be bordering on enemy territory. Yeah, there's a lot more overlap in the later rounds and being able to just remove that overlap. Yeah, and could then be really devastating for a lot of strategies. Yeah, and opening up uh, more space for you to grow your territory. I mean, it is a definite act of war, <laughs> for sure. So be careful when you're playing that. But yeah, when you get those wonders, those uh, ancient wonders, you definitely get some cool power ups with them. Yeah, some as a one time thing, and some as a long-term, either persistent or reactivated uh, ability. Yeah, that you might end up using every turn thereafter. Yeah, exactly. Now, this game isn't so much like head-to-head -head attacking your opponents every sort of turn thing. Yeah. It's more of a indirect attack for the most part of just getting places first or capturing wonders first more than like eliminating your opponent from the map. Yeah, it's, I mean, that is definitely one way you can do it, by just eliminating somebody. But I wouldn't say it's the primary way to go. And while this has a direct combat form, the the rest of the game is more of an indirect uh, form of gameplay. You're, you're mostly working on your own with very little to no interaction with your opponent, aside from maybe changing up your actions to uh, interfere. 
Yeah. Now, uh, okay. So that being said, do you have any strategies that you can think of that you'd like to employ? Yeah. So I think you should start advancing your your abilities to higher levels. So focus on science first. So you can turn up that dial and crank everything up to 11, or in this case, 4. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. The science side of things is definitely uh, one of the more interesting ones, and it does get you some crazy powers at the end. Literally, nuclear power. Uh, I can't help but uh, uh, say, as I've preempted it already, is going with military side of things. Right. Now, uh, the reason I say that, I'm not just uh, piggybacking. One key strategy you want, it's not just get yourself to the victory it is prevent others from getting that victory the very first game we played was one of the most exciting games we've ever played devon was one turn away from winning for man like eight turns yeah for a lot of turns for a very long time and he did end up losing i won that game yeah, all i needed to do was just get enough pieces on the board where i would automatically win. yeah you all you needed was one more goal completed from the original cards and the other player and I just started attacking you so much. Actually, I think I think he dropped a couple nuclear bombs on you too. I did get nuked a couple times. A couple times. Game. Yeah, that was a rough game for you. I mean, you were so far ahead of us though that we had to keep attacking you. It was like every other turn you were getting attacked because we also had to uh increase our technologies to where we could win. Yeah. Yeah, and I did eventually win. Uh, the hard part was, what was unfortunate for our other friend was, to my recollection, he, he was more focused on stopping you, and we were kind of teaming up, that I was able to sneak out a victory from underneath him. Yeah, just like yeah. every so often when you were like, oh, I just attacked last turn. I have to wait for it to get stronger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just uh, maybe, uh, yeah. let's uh, trade over here and send this caravan out. Yeah, you know, just, it's just moving. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, don't worry about that. I mean, I very, very rarely use the caravans to their full ability, but yeah. yeah. And I, I guess that's a word of caution to to players in these situations. Uh, it's a good idea to team up against the person who's about to win, but don't forget that you're still in competition to win. Yeah. Don't let a team up with someone else end up giving them the win. You're in the same position. You lose. Who cares if who cares which other person wins? Yeah. Right. So. Don't get so focused on stopping one person from winning that you let someone else win. Yeah, definitely. In this game, no one is your friend, but everyone can be your friend. Everyone can be your friend. Trade is in this game. Uh, you want you want good trade. But, yes. uh, so send out caravans to the other players, and you can get a card of their color. Yes, and those cards can give you good benefits. Yeah, so usually when you're not interacting with that player, you'll get a benefit. So it'll be like plus two when you don't attack the the red player or plus two when you're not defending against the red player. Right. And that is not to be overlooked. No, definitely not. Definitely not. I mean, what are some of those cards you get? What is one of those advantages you can get from trading with another player? Sure. Let's just pick one up. One of the ones I didn't just dump in. Like Embassy. When you move a caravan to the green player's capital, including the one used to take this card, place one trade token from the empty supply on a card in that player's focus road, and then gain one supply from your choice. So you help out the person you visited, and you use that to help out yourself. Nice. Very nice. One other strategy would be 
one more. We went over military, science, trade. You got culture or industry. <laughs> oh, you want to touch on every single one? No, we naturally touched on three of them. <laughs> right. Well, we don't have to touch on culture, but okay. Culture just makes you more true. Whatever. They're the military. same thing in this game. No, they're not. You don't attack from those. You attack from the control tokens. Control tokens are your troops. So, let's get into what we think about this game. Do we have any house rules? I don't think I've played it enough to have yeah, any meaning. really good house rules. It's uh, very well-founded. There's not much openness to it. I really like this game, but uh, there's not a lot of openness to allow for house rules. Yeah, because you already have your actions restricted to, like, five different actions. Yeah. And then you can do that in whatever order you feel like, but there's downsides if you take the same action continuously. All right, what else we got? Well, I was going to talk about how he felt about the game and the gameplay and such. Yeah, how do you feel about it? So I think that Civilization starts out pretty slow in the first nine or ten rounds. And then towards the end, it really picks up. Yeah. Which is just like a civilization in real life where things are a little bit smaller scale and the longer the time goes, the much larger that scale gets. That being said, you can, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I can start feeling when like, oh man, I think I'm getting behind here. Like early on. Right. Like you start feeling like, uh, I'm probably, I probably should have done, I probably should be doing something else. Right, you look at the neighbors and see that they have, like, a picket fence, and you're still using, like, I don't know, stones you found lying around. Yeah, 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 something like that. Yeah. Uh, it, sometimes it's hard to it's hard to tell um, how advanced you are compared to others, because some advancements put things on the map, and others do not. Yes. So it can look like they are far ahead of you, but really you've actually advanced other things that they're going to need later. Yeah. So it's uh it's hard to tell at the start. This is one of those games where I do start getting a bit stressed about uh about how advanced my civilization is compared to everyone else. Yeah, I I, I do feel the stress in this in this game. Um, interesting. Yeah, this is one that I don't really feel much stress at all. Really? Yeah, it's just go go go. We're the opposites. Like I don't feel any stress in Ticket to Ride, and you no. feel constant no. stress. I don't feel. No I want trains. That's. I love Crazy. trains. This Maybe that's why. I love Who cares trains. what happens? I mean, I don't love civilization. If you screw They're up terrible. really bad, that's how you get into history books. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you either got to be the very best or even just mildly bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, this one I do feel uh, a decent amount of stress in just because of that decision. Which, what is the right decision? I've got five different things I can do. Which is the right one? To get me to the victory now and in which order i don't think i've lost this game yet we've played two maybe three times i've won at least twice yes i believe that is correct so I there see. was that one really crazy win that you got while playing as japan where one of the victory cards just said you had to have a certain number of pieces on the water's edge yeah, I had to control territory on the water's edge. Yeah, and then and, the Japan ability let you just move along the water's edge much more easily. Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah. And uh, and actually, that one was funny because I actually had read that card wrong. And it was one turn where I was like, oh, I win. Yeah. And no one had any idea. I was trying for... I, I misunderstood what the card had said. And I and was then, trying for something much harder. 
And then when I realized it, like I, I, I read the card again and I realized, oh, I just, I just won. Yeah. <laughs> so that one was actually a crazy, that one was a crazy one. It's hard to convey that, but it was nuts. So yeah, as, so in summary, this is, I'd have to say it's getting up there in my probably top 10 favorite games. Yeah, it's a really I fun one really to take out. This. It yeah. is a little bit on the more lengthy side, so you do have to make some time for it. Yes. Though my favorite game is probably the longest game we've ever played. Yeah. Firefly. So. I thought you were going to say Risk. I mean, Risk is up there, <laughs> but not... I mean, I have had longest games. But I just meant together. Yeah. Uh, of the ones we play regularly, Firefly is probably our longest game. Right. And... Uh, yeah, this one, this one's working its way up there, and I think the expansion is just going to lend itself uh, to bolster that favoritism. All right. All right. Let's uh... go into ratings. Yeah, how would you rate this game? This one, I am going to give a rating of... Let's see. What do I think about this? Replaceable parts. Hmm. Yep, because you're moving all your pieces all over the place, rearranging yourself, and... Setting yourself up for that perfect turn. Yeah, okay. I get that. I'm going to give this card, uh, this game, a rating of flight. No matter how you look at it, the game starts slow and but picks up, speed. up speed pretty quick and gets to some soaring heights. So uh, I, I think this game is worth Before flight. Before it comes crashing down when someone cuts out ahead of you. So yeah, if someone... <laughs> uh, uh, it, it can either come crashing and burning or land safely in a nice warm sunny place yeah so a very uh, very apt metaphor there okay and i believe it is your turn for the question of the week question of the week what is the question of the week you might ask is that the question of the week you did ask no so, no 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 no, no 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 what is the question of the week <laughs> well now, played go ahead i mean hmm. <laughs> great question I mean, asking you what the question of the week is is not a great question. So here, I guess here is the question. If you were to rule the world, what? Or let's just say you're here to, you. let's just say you rule your own nation. What is your key focus? This is a, a multiple choice question. Do you focus more on industry, science, military, economy, or culture? Well, clearly, it's going to be industry when they make that giant statue of me. I mean, fair enough. Fair enough. Visible from space. I think my... <laughs> oh, boy. Is it like a lying down statue so you can see like your face from space? Hey, that's up for the engineers. I mean, that's fair. Uh, and I would have to focus on culture just because... Right. Yeah. So that's probably what food is under. <laughs> no, it's probably need a industry. different form of fried bread every month. I think that's under industry. <laughs> uh, I think that would be industry or science if you want to just like invent your own. Anyway, let us know what would your focus be and why. All right, I think that's everything. Next week, do you want something new? I think we want something new. Make something. No, no, I want something old. I think I'm being prompted to say that I want I think, something old. No, don't don't tell them that. You're oh, to... I'm thinking hold of on, my on, own oh, free mind on, on, and will yes, yes, that I are. wish yeah. for something old, okay. well, we'll, old we'll and take, familiar. We'll take one more. <laughs> take one more. Take it that. Hey, Devon, what do you want? You want something? You feel like something new next week? No way. Let's have a classic. Yeah, you know what? 
I was thinking something new, but maybe because you said it, we'll do something old. Why don't we do a replay in Ticket to Ride? Ooh, that sounds stressful. I, oh, yes. So it's decided next week we will revisit. Wait, let's do something new. Ticket to Ride. <laughs> no. There's still time. No. Nope. This is going <laughs> out live. Live in your brain ear. Yeah. And if you're listening to it in more than two weeks away, play this the new episode right now. The new replay episode. Ticket to Ride replay. Very excited, very stressful for Devon. All right. That's all we got. Yep. Follow us on Twitter at Board Game Podcast. Nope. At Board Game Podcast. No. Cardboard Podcast. Cardboard podcast. Cardboard podcast, no T. No T, that's right. Got it. And Instagram? Wait, I forgot to say at. At cardboard podcast, no T. No T. And then on Instagram, at cardboard podcast. Yep. One of these days, you'll you'll remember (laughs) what our Twitter is. Look. Our very active Twitter. I went out of my way to look it up once. So I could subscribe to it. And now that I'm following it, I don't have to follow it again. I just have to say, ooh, that's a cool post. I like, like that I like that when you're trying to think of the name of our Twitter, you come up with the definition of our podcast and not the name of our podcast. Yes. We are a board game podcast. I mean, we should have got at board game podcast. I wonder well, if that's cardboard. <laughs> but when everyone searches for board game podcast. They'll find we'll us. instantly find us. Shortcut to, shortcut to fame. Not a bad idea, <laughs> I'll be honest. But I'm sure it's taken. Well, we'll At find out next week when we give you our new Twitter. Game <laughs> Podcast. Search for At Board Game Podcast. No results for At Board Game Podcast. We might need to get our hands on this right now. <laughs> I mean, maybe. (laughs) That's actually really funny. That's really funny. All right, let's just get out of here. Yep. Next week, we'll let you know if we're at Board Game Podcast. All right, this is gone. And then I'll be right forever. Yeah, okay, I'm stopping the podcast. I'm stopping the recording. Yep. We're not recording. We're streaming live in your brain here. Goodbye. Bye. Really? <laughs> I don't